Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Code of Conduct. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Spence the King, and I am back in off-season mode. Well, <laughs> it's not quite the off-season yet. We still have the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday with the Kansas City Chiefs going to Tampa to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And... You know, normally I do pick a side. I've, I've been telling people I'm going to root for Kansas City, but um, I'm indifferent <laughs> this year. Uh, normally, you know, obviously the Buffalo Bills are, are not this close to the game. So my emotions are so far removed from the season that it's easy for me to pick another team and say, OK, this is what we're going to do. And this is who's going to win and, and, and really ride with them. But I tell you, my emotions are too... Uh, they're too attached to the Kansas City game, and I still very much can't see myself rooting for Tom Brady. I, I can't admit that I, I do like him a lot more since he's no longer in New England. I, I hate to admit that, it, but it's honest. Um, he, he seems like so much better of a person. He seems so much happier. He seems like he's enjoying things. You know, and it, it's just, you know, it's kind of fun to watch to, and to see this side of him. As opposed to, you know, the Tom Brady that I've grown to hate throughout the years. So so I will admit that. But however, I still just can't bring myself to to really say I'm going to root for Tom Brady. Can't do it. So, you know, we'll see. I'm going to watch the game probably. Um, but I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. I'm be honest with you. I, I had all these plans if the Bills made the Super Bowl and. Yep. Yep. None of them. None of them are happening. But that's OK. It's okay. We have, you know, a ton of good news going on around the NFL right now, even though, you know, the focus for the most part is on the Super Bowl. You know, we have some rumors about some moves being made, some trades, some unhappy players in unhappy places. Got friends in low places where the whiskey runs and the beer chases. Oh, well, I'm not much of a. <laughs> that's a classic. If you, don't, if you guys don't know that. Anyway, I do want to talk about this trade between the L.A. Rams and the Detroit Lions. Uh, I see a lot of people looking at this in multiple ways, you know, and there's a ton of people who question what L.A. is doing as far as consistently trading away their first-round draft picks. I think that you know, if if you're able to get young talent that's somewhat proven, you might not trade for every all-pro caliber player, but you're getting solid players and you're getting solid production from these players. I don't understand why people are so critical of what they're doing as far as trading away 
first round picks. Um, I personally, I think it's great if you can, you know, if you can trade a pick away where now you're getting a known commodity as opposed to, you know, hitting or missing because not every first round draft pick is a hit. And we know this. Just, I mean, just look at the Buffalo Bills over the last however many years. We know. You know, if we wish EJ Manuel would have been a hit. How many Bills fans believe that EJ Manuel was the guy? How many Bills fans wish that Rob Johnson or whoever else, you know, that you can think back to where you just felt like, okay, we drafted this this high, so he has to work out. What about Aaron Mabin? Anybody remember that name? So if you're not as confident, which might be a, a easy cop-out to a, a bigger conversation, but if you're not confident in your ability to draft and you're not confident in the people who are in the draft in this upcoming year or whatever year that you're projecting these guys to come out and the place that you feel that your team will probably be drafting in. If you don't feel that you can get the production that you're looking for, why not trade that pick away for the position of need or for a known commodity? And if you look at what the Rams have done, they've won consistently. Now, you're looking at the two first-round picks and you're thinking of Matthew Stafford and thinking that that's a, a ton. And if the trade was just for Matthew Stafford, I would agree with you. But the genius part about this is that you get out of the contract that nobody wants and you upgrade at quarterback. Now, I listened to to Joe's show, the the Overreaction Podcast, and listened to Bruce, and and Bruce, Joe, and I actually have a, a chat that we go back and forth and we kind of banter about some things. And part of the conversation that was in there, Joe mentioned like, well, yeah, if they win a Super Bowl, it's worth it. The, the part that I disagree, you know, and I know everybody is like, you know, well, they've won 10, 11 games anyway. Yeah, they have because of their defense. And I'm not saying that their offense was bad. What I'm saying is that coach was able to make an average quarterback look pretty good. So now you're going to get a good quarterback and make a good coach look even better. So now that the offense is going to be even better than you've ever seen it with golf, because first of all, if you don't if you don't think that Matt Stafford is an upgrade over Jared Goff, we can just kind of stop having football conversations. There's nothing about Jared Goff that makes me feel like he's going to still be in this league within five years unless he's, you know, he turns into a journeyman backup. I mean, gosh, for the way that you, you guys beat up Mitch Trubisky and and other quarterbacks like that, Jared Goff seems to get a pass for some weird reason. I don't think he's as good as, as a lot of people talk. And I will admit, no, I don't watch him as much because I don't think he's good. I don't like to watch bad football. And to me, if it wasn't for that defense and if it wasn't for a, a pretty good a pretty good scheme by the coach. I just don't think that team would be anywhere, man. That you have the best defensive player in the league by far. And and by far, I mean 
you know, you, you have like maybe two or three guys in the league that's on that level. But he's better than those guys. <laughs> so Aaron Donald is is absolutely that good. He can wreck a game by himself. But then on offense, now you're going to have a quarterback that can get the ball to these guys and anticipate spots and do things that Jared Goff, I just haven't seen him consistently do for me to think that he's going to be a good quarterback. So, yeah, they were they were winning 10, 11 games before. It's going to be different. They're going to look a whole lot better. The defense, it won't be on the defense. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. News out of Buffalo is that Matt Milano is actually going to test free agency. He's looking for a pretty nice payday. Listen, I think he deserves it. Would I like to keep him? Yeah. Everybody would love for Matt Milano to stay in Buffalo. At least I would. I can't speak for everybody. But what I can speak for is the fact that the defense looks completely different when he's in than it does when he's not in. I can speak to that. And... For whatever it's worth, whether you want to take this as something big or not, I believe the statistic is that they're 15-1 and with Matt Milano. And the record looks a whole lot different with him not in there. So I just just think that's one of those things where, you know, a lot of fans get caught up in playing Madden and, and being GM on Madden. And we think that we can make these moves and... You know, we can just, oh, it's fine. We'll just restructure his contract. No, <laughs> these guys aren't just going like that. Now, I do think that it's going to work both ways this offseason. There's no way you're going to have teams with less available money still being able to make the offers to the players like they have before. Some people are still going to get paid. Quarterbacks are still going to get paid. Cornerbacks are still going to get paid. Defensive ends are going to get paid. But you're going to have a lot of guys who really bet on themselves this year or this past season to make some money this offseason coming up. And now that the cap is lower, the opportunity for the type of contracts that they were looking for won't be there. So you're going to have guys betting on themselves again, taking lower contracts, hoping that the cap goes back up. So do I hope that we can retain the services of Isaiah McKenzie? Yes. But what I'm telling you is a guy like Matt Milano is going to go and he's actually going to be one that's going to get that money. We nitpick in Buffalo because we're, you know, like that's what we do. But when you really look at how well he played, man, he, he deserves a contract. He deserves to be able to go somewhere, make some money and be a superstar. He does. I would love to keep him. I would love to keep him. And and I feel like this thing is so close. The team is so close. Just come, just run this back, man. And and I get that, you know, it's football. You put your life on the line every time you go out there. You put your bodies on the line. So you want to go and get those contracts. Last season, Tredavious White talked a lot about generational wealth, and he was able to create wealth for his family on a level that, you know, he probably didn't ever believe he would be able to do. So, yeah, these guys want to get the contract. Selfishly, as a fan, I would say, hey, man, just run us back one more year. You know, like bet on yourself for a year. I know you've bet on yourself. And I know that the conversation is that he can't really stay healthy. And that's the part where I feel that the Buffalo Bills are willing to to say, well, you know what? Yeah. We'll let you we'll let you go ahead and test free agency. 
the best ability is availability. I, I say it probably every show. Because as much as I do love Matt Milano, you know, the reason why there's that statistic, they're, he's fit, they're 15 and 1 with him and not as good without him. Like the reason why that statistic is there is because there's a large sample of games with and without. I would prefer to not even have that statistic. You want you want your guys on the field. And if Matt's unable to do that, you know, I wish you well, man, and I want you to go and make all the money you can. But at the same time, we need guys that are going to be on the field because we need guys that are going to be out there game after game. We need the defense to play well from week one all the way through to week 17. Brandon Bean's presser at the end of the season talked about how the team got better as the year went along and the defense started to gel and started to resemble, you know, what the defenses of the past used to look like. And that's all fine and dandy, but we need that from week one. And I get that you're going to have some games where it's not as, you know, some teams are just going to be going to have your number a certain week or some teams are just going to have, you know, something for your scheme that, that you might not be able to, you just might not be able to stop. For example, the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs. There's nothing that we could have done on any given week against that type of offense with that type of speed. I will say, shout out to my man um, EJ over at PFF, but I will say it's crazy talk for anybody to think that because of the type of speed that they have that we need to evaluate every single roster or every single position on this roster. Anybody who tells you that Tredavious White needs to be evaluated and possibly moved is is clickbait. So, like I said, shout out to my man EJ over at PFF. But I gotta I gotta call I gotta call a spade a spade here. There's there's no way that you make those type of statements, man. That's clickbait. Tredavious White is a cornerstone for this organization, and please don't put that type of conversation out into the atmosphere. We got to be better than that, Bills Mafia. If you're going to say you're part of Bills Mafia, you got to be realistic with things. And let's not let's not say stuff just for, you know, let, let's not be the Nick Wright within our own community. Let's not do that. Next bit of news coming out. And I, well, I guess it's not actually real news. We've, we've talked a little bit about it before is about the Josh Allen's. A potential contract extension and it looks and sounds like that that is the direction that the team is going to go in it does look like um, the Buffalo Bills are going to offer some type of extension to Josh and it's going to be one of those things where um, this season coming up and the that in the next season the salary cap will not be you know it won't be affected at all it won't be affected at all any differently than it would have been had we not done the extension and just let Josh play the the rest of his contract out and do the fifth year option so I believe that that's the route that the team is going to go especially with the way the salary cap has you know you know we've taken a taken a step back in the area of available cap space I believe right now we're actually at 184 and if the cap is going to be 175 that technically means we're over it so there, there are some contracts that I know I've seen out there where guys are hoping and expecting for us to cut some guys or, or hopefully restructure some guys and move on. A big one of conversation lately has been John Brown. And I believe the team can save anywhere around $8 million 
to moving on from him. And a lot of people think that Gabriel Davis has has shown enough to to step in that role. I'm not quite sure I'm ready to say that. I love Gabriel Davis. And I'm not even 100 percent opposed to the idea of restructuring or or moving on from John Brown if John Brown doesn't you know if he doesn't want to restructure to stay and listen i want all these guys to make money i understand not wanting to restructure so when i say this understand that this is all about hey there's going to be tough decisions to be made the reason why i'm okay with john brown being one of the guys that if he doesn't restructure it's like hey let him go make money elsewhere first he deserves to go make money he's, he's a heck of a player he's he's done some things for us he was josh allen's he was a security blanket for a while he basically was what a tight end does for most young quarterbacks. And I love that about him. So, you know, I'm not at all saying I don't want him on the team, but I would love for us to retain the services of Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills has that speed to stretch the field. He's younger. I would love to, to see if we can integrate him into the offense. You have Kenny Stills with that speed. You have our Stefan Diggs. And again, we're getting younger. So that would be my hope and wish list. Hopefully we can sign him for around four or five million as opposed to the 10 or or nine million that John Brown is, is going to try and get on the market. Like I said, either way, it's going to look different this offseason for the Buffalo Bills. Don't don't look forward to us going and make a ton of big splashes like we have in the recent past. We're not going to make huge trades. It's not happening. Our cap space won't allow for it. And the thing is, we don't have as many holes to fill. So so the moves that we make and the way our draft is going to go is actually going to depend a whole lot on our draft. I mean, or our, on our free agency. Depending on where, how many players choose to stay, restructure, how many people leave, then you can look at, you know, okay, well, who this J.J. Watt talk, I get it. He's a big name, you know. Joe wants him. Joe wants to, to get him in Buffalo. Bunch of other people do too. It'll be fun to have a Hall of Famer in Buffalo on defense. It'll be really fun. I'm just, you know, I'm just like, hey, let's just draft a guy. Now, I, I haven't watched film, so I'm not the guy to to say that there's a J.J. Wattish player uh, that's going to be in draftable position for us at pick 30. I'm not the guy that that knows if there's anybody in round two or three that could potentially develop into that type of player. Probably not. I don't know. But what I will say is that J.J. Watt in 2021 is not J.J. Watt in 2015. And while our defensive line was underwhelming in certain moments of the season for a good portion of the season, and still say, hey, I'd rather go and get younger. I don't know. Now, if we're talking TJ Watt, sign me up all day. Make that trade. Call the Steelers. Let's do this. But JJ, I mean, and I love JJ. He's just, he's just, you know, he's just older at this point. You know, what he's, he's, it's not much that he's going to be able to do for us. But, uh, back to Buffalo news. Uh, another conversation that's kind of been going on. I'm not. I'm not gonna even get into the whole. Hey, let's trade Josh Allen for um, 
Deshaun Watson. I'm not even going to get into that. But as you all know, anybody who's listened to the Code of Conduct for any amount of time during the season, you all know that I am a huge, a huge Andre Roberts supporter. First, it amazes me the amount of disrespect that this guy gets on a week-to-week basis during the season. And now that the season's over, the amount of disrespect that he gets just in general in conversation. Uh, the offseason has always been the worst part of the year for me because, you know, it's just boring. You know, you have nothing to do without football. But now as a content creator, it's like I can tell it's going to be even worse because there's going to be so there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> we're going to be creating stuff out of nowhere. And when that happens, the problem is we're going to go back and we're going to like have debates about things that really should not be a debate. And one thing that should not be a debate is if you move on from your three time, like consecutive pro bowl return, punt and kick return man for Isaiah McKenzie. Now, my love for both has not been understated on this program. I love Isaiah McKenzie. He is literally, after Josh Allen, he is literally my favorite player on the Buffalo Bills roster. So make no mistake, I love Isaiah McKenzie. I would love for him to be on this team for the foreseeable future. I would love for him to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to bet on myself. Let's take this contract. Let's take something that's team friendly and, you know, still something to take care of me and my family. But let, let me take something that can allow us to run this back one more year. I would love if he was to do that. However, you do not move on from Andre Roberts because we fell in love with the person and personality that Isaiah McKenzie is. Yes, it does seem like Isaiah McKenzie makes those big catches on third and short. And it does seem like in week 17 against the Miami Dolphins, he looks like a dominant player. I'm going to tell you something. Week 17, the Miami Dolphins were a deflated, defeated team. That was not the team that we were looking at all season. The team that was battling for a playoff position spot. That is not the team that the Buffalo Bills, you know, had show up to that game. The Miami Dolphins that showed up to that game were defeated, and they knew they were defeated. Yeah, Isaiah McKenzie ran a punt back. Great. Throughout the entire season, I believe there were only eight punts returned. So if you're going to value a return man just based on the fact that if they run a touchdown back or not, cool. But that lets me know that you just don't value that part of the game. Special teams is a very valuable part of the game. And the reason why Josh Allen, for the most part of the season, looked as good as he looked is because he also didn't have to go 90 yards every single drive. More often than not, Josh Allen was able to start on the 35 or 40-yard line. Field position wins games. If we start, the, if we start our drive on the 40, and we don't get a first down or we don't convert, guess what? We pump the ball away and Corey Bohorquez pins them down within their 10 or their 15. And now they have to go the entire length of the field. Field position wins games. If you put our defense in position to, to have their backs against a short field as soon as they come on. Yeah, it's easier to not succeed when you have less opportunity. The defense plays better because our special teams 
is better. Our offense is better because our special teams is better. And if it ain't broke, don't you fix it, damn it. And I don't want to fix anything about Andre Roberts and our special teams. And everybody's talking about, oh, well, he's he does nothing for us on on offense. He's not a wide receiver. So what? So what? You got a guy in Andre Roberts that literally is all pro talent for what he does. Who cares if he nobody's asking Josh Allen to to return punts. But because Andre Roberts, it, no, I'm some arguments just don't make sense. Sorry, I got excited there. But some arguments don't make sense. He's your punt and kick return specialist. He doesn't have to be a great wide receiver. We have Stefan Diggs to be our number one receiver. We got Beasley and John Brown to be our two and three. We got Gabriel Davis to be our fourth. You want to move on from our fourth or fifth option in my, or you, you want to keep our fourth or fifth option on offense to move on from your best. He's, he's, he's the best return man in the AFC. Okay. There's, there's an argument to be made for maybe two or three guys in the league. He's top three of his position. And you want to move on from Andre Roberts? You got to be kidding me. Got to be kidding me. Oh, well. Listen, it's off-season mode, so I'm not going to ramble for an hour. <laughs> not going to do it. But, man, we can't move on from John. I mean, we can't. See, you got me flustered. We can't move on from Andre. We can't. We can't. If we do, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. Extremely disappointed. This Sunday, not excited about it, but we got the Super Bowl. Like I mentioned earlier, I do like time a little bit more, but I, you know, and as indifferent as I am, I, I think I'm going to still go for Kansas City. I know that the fans and, and some of the players put a bad taste in, in Bill's Mafia's mouth after and during the week of the game. But it's football, man. You know, we 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 loved it when the Bills were talking, you know, about, you know, about the Steelers when Juju was dancing on our logo and the way we talk mess about whoever else we talk mess about during the season. We love that. But when we're on the other side of it because we didn't win, we get, our, you know, our feelings are hurt and we're not happy. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to go with the, the team that beat us. Hopefully that, you know, they're still representing our conference. And it's not Tom Brady. It's not the Patriots. So I'm going to go for the Chiefs. My prediction is that it's actually going to be a pretty good game, though. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Kansas City uh, 31 to Tampa Bay 28. We're going to say it's going to come down to the last drive. Patrick Mahomes will have the ball last, and that's how they will win the game. He'll be the Super Bowl MVP again. And uh, you know, I look forward to next season. <laughs> I do. Um, listen, I do have a special guest lined up for us for next week, hopefully, or the week after I have Mr. Joe Biscaglia of the athletic. We just have to line up our schedules here, but that is going to be fun. We're going to talk about some off season stuff. We're going to talk about everything looking forward to the off season. What, what needs do we have? How, how is this off season going to look with the, with the cap? Um, what do we need to look at as far as how the draft, I know is best player available, but, but what kind of film should I be watching? 
you know, Joe, who, who's going to leave? These are all the questions I'm going to be asking Joe Biscalia more. Actually, I might throw a, a, a questionnaire out there on Twitter, let everybody kind of drop some questions that we might want to ask Joe and, and see what we where we go from there. I'm also going to have another show coming up. We're going to have my man Joe Miller, you know, the one, the only, you know, my brother, you know, my bestie. We're going to have him coming on during the offseason. We're going to do the same thing. I think we're going to make this an annual thing where, you know, we're going to look at ahead um, and we're going to, Basically, we're not going to do it, obviously, until everything's released, but we're going to look ahead. We're going to look at the schedule for next year. We're going to do another prediction. I'm going to have my man Steros with the girls on. going to have some players on. I've been in touch with some 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 good people. We're going to have some guys on, and, and hey, it's going to be a good offseason. So let's uh, enjoy this Super Bowl Sunday. Let's take care of each other. Live in peace. Love each other. Hey, do not overcrowd, please, this Sunday. Do not overcrowd. Let's not make these numbers go back up. Let's love each other, live in peace, stay positive, and test negative, and as usual, go Bills. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.